0: Welcome to the Milestones Podcast, where we engage, inform, and encourage parents in strategic moments in their families' lives. Whether your family is close to the Lord or far away, this conversation is for you. Thank you for joining us for another uh, Milestones conversation that happens with our student team. And so we have Savvy, Isaiah, Morgan, Sydney, and myself, and we want to talk to you about a topic that seems to um uh come up more and more recently and is what do you do when my kid does not want to come to church and that could be they don't like our church or they just don't want to come to our church and so uh many times this conversation uh just kind of rips families apart and uh there's been a lot of parents that reach out to us there's been a lot of parents that reach out to uh, our student team and so i don't know if any of you have had to deal with that that you want to share right now, maybe not a situation that's going on right this second, but maybe something that's happened in the past, uh, because those are very, very tough conversations. So um,
1: to start the conversation, Caleb, I had a question for you regarding this uh, topic. Would it- we just started. Um, would it be better uh, if you find that your child is the one that doesn't want to go to church at all is it better to continue like pushing and forcing them to go to church and still getting fed the word of God in that manner or would it be better to just not have them go at all just allow them not to go
0: well that's probably some of the first questions that I feel like a parent asks: is do I keep telling them they have to come or is it a choice and so uh I I have not had to deal with that as a parent yet. I, I'm assuming at some point the day is going to come. But um, here's how I've seen parents handled it that was very healthy. Uh, not saying I'm going to do this. I'm just saying I've seen ways that wasn't healthy. I've seen say ways that were healthy. Um, I think the constant push of you have to go here, you have to do these things, you have to, you know, like – And it's just every time the doors are open, you have to be here 30 minutes early. I don't know how healthy that was for the family. Um, Here's how some things that worked that that did work. I remember um, there was a parent that was telling me they found a happy medium with their kid. It's not that they don't like our church, really, they just want to go to church where their friends are at. And so they just said, hey, I, I just want you to know this church. Gardendale First Baptist is where our family goes. This is where we go to church, and as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, and this is the place we're going to worship. It's this place now. Once a month, if you want to go somewhere with your friends, you're more than welcome to. You know, like, uh, but if it's uh, going to constant be a constant battle with you of coming to our pl- to our church. Um, then we're going to take away that right of being able to go somewhere else. So we want you to enjoy it while you're here and know that we're going to let you go somewhere else once or twice a month, you know, to a Wednesday night service or maybe a Sunday service. You can go with your friends to those things. And I'm happy that you want to be in the house of the Lord. Okay, no matter where that is, I'm happy you want to be there. So once a month you can go here, you know, twice a month you can go here. But the rest of the time you're all in at our place. And I thought that was a healthy medium. I think some of it, too, might be your, your kid also sees how you love the house of the Lord. And so the, if the best place that—I mean, I want my kids to see me worship here at our church and know how I feel about our church in this place and know that when I'm telling them something, I'm coming from a standpoint of— um this is highly important in my life. It's more important than what you do on a ball field. It's more important than what you do in a classroom. I'm going to celebrate my King more than anything else in this world. And I think them seeing that helps them know how important this place is to me, not just this church, but just the house of the Lord. Um, I think the last thing would just be respect. Uh, When a teenager lives in your house they are under your authority and your rule. They are. And so you can tell them what they can and cannot do, and you don't have to be sorry about that. You can say, for me and my house, this is what we're going to do, and this is where we're going to serve the Lord and worship the Lord. And when they want to get out of the house or they want to leave the house, they're more than welcome to go where they would want to go and do what they want to do. But when you're here at this house, and I would say it goes all the way up until... If they're still living in your house when you're 24 or 25, this is what they do. If you want to live here, this is what we do. And there's nothing wrong with having that. Um, because some of that is just respecting your parents. Some of that is just respecting the house of the Lord. Um, and it's not, I know some people are like, well, it's just not their personality to want to do this. It's not their, it's just not how they're wired. It has Wiring and personality has nothing to do with respect. You can always respect something. And so... It's just a respect of the house of the Lord where you worship, a respect for your parents, and that is something that you can teach. You can teach that. I know personality. I'm not talking about personalities. I'm not talking about wiring. I'm talking about simply respecting your uh, your parents and respecting where you go to church, and that is something that is that is taught and it is it is shown. And so, but any, anybody, what, what do you, what do you think when it comes to, uh, you know, a kid not wanting to show? Why do you think they don't want to show up?
2: I will give you a personal testimony on that. Um, I will never forget I was in the eighth grade. And so my dad was on staff at this church at that time. And oh, I can still picture myself in eighth grade in my mom's Kia Sedona van. I can still see myself. And I was What like, color was it? It was a olive color. Um, mm-hmm. in kind of the- like
0: your jumpsuit you have on.
2: Oh, yep, that's true. <laughs> um, um, but anyways, I will remember. She was like, "It's a matching set. It's not a jumpsuit." The Thank van. You. N- no, my outfit. <laughs> anyways, back, off the outfit. <laughs> um, no, I remember like being in the van, and she's like, "You're gonna go to student service tonight," and I was like, "No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go." And I just kept making up stuff, like, "Why I didn't want to go." My mom was like, "Why do you not want to go?" And I was like, "I just, I just don't really know anybody." And you know, and it was just, and even though I did, I just didn't have friends at that point yet. I mean, I had some friends, but um, a lot of them were busy or doing dance or you know other activities on Wednesday night. And um, my mom was like, "Well, how about you just give it a chance?" And I'm so glad that my parents had already made the decision that our family was going to be in the house of the Lord, because even though she. She said, you know, I'll give you a chance, but ultimately she made the decision for me that I was going to go. I look back on that as a 29-year-old. I am so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that our family made the decision that we were going to be in the house of the Lord.
0: So, you know, when when you're talking about um, why you didn't want to go and the option was, I just don't know. How do you? I think that's a lot. People come yeah. many times because of a life group. I mean, I'm talking about adults because of a life group, because people they're connected to. And so how do you, if your kid, if the honest answer is I don't know anyone and I need some friends, how do you make friends in a, in a student ministry? What is the, the best way to make a friend?
2: Well, I think first, one thing that helped me is I've grown up in that student ministry. But, I mean, even though I grew up in that student ministry, some of my friends were genuinely busy. Um, I think continuing to show up continuing to show up and do the work and even encouraging your kid like, hey, get out of your comfort zone. Did you go and talk to somebody today? Did you go talk to the student team? Did you go talk to the student pastor? You know, did you go talk to any of the leaders there that may know other kids to, you know, to get you to know them? Um, I would say that is very helpful is, you know, going doing the extra mile and making sure that you know that your child is, hey, are you going to talk to these people? You know, I can call Caleb. I can call the student team, but are you going to go and try to make friends too?
0: Hard to be a friend if you're not present. Right.
1: It's kind of like, and I know this is a little bit easier said than done, but like for the weekend when we do the host homes, you know, it's all about are you inviting people to come to your house? Not, well, no one's inviting me to go to their house. Well, are, are you bringing somebody with you? Maybe you bring a friend who doesn't come and then you will know somebody there and then you're a little bit more comfortable or Are you going out of your way to talk, just like Morgan was saying, it's kind of the same thing with like the weekend when we're encouraging them to invite somebody into their home, invite somebody into your
0: church. Hmm. Um, I I think doing an event, doing an event helps me. I mean, an event, I'm I'm not talking about a midweek service or like a Sunday morning service, but an actual event, if you're a parent and you have to fight for something, I would – Fight for an event, and if you got to fight for one day a week, pick, pick one thing. You don't have to say, well, here's the list of 40 things the student ministry is doing. You need to do all of them. I mean, just pick one thing and pray over it. Pray over it, pray over it, pray over it, and then, man, be that be the battle of, like, let's just get this win. Maybe it's beach camp. Maybe it's the weekend. Maybe it's the girls. Are, like, pick one thing. And just say, hey, we're going to be a part of this event. And it's almost forced of like, you will be a part of this event. And just getting someone to an event, um, the relationships that's formed in an event, is they're life-changing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I do think uh, that's a great way to make friends. Um, uh, I, I think another awesome way to make friends is getting plugged into a certain niche of people like what Savvy does, you know, like – in like worship equipping. It's a very unique niche group of people um that I, I'm not going to relate to. I don't sing, I don't sing, and I <laughs> I don't sing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean I do, but it's I'm not gonna have a mic in front of me when I do. So I don't maybe that niche of people, you know, I don't know, Savvy speaking to that maybe.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great way to find community. Growing up, I was always part of various worship teams as my family and I moved um, in whatever church we got involved in. And some of my lifelong friends that I still talk to to this day were people who sang with me. Um, they're some of my most godly friends, my accountability partners. And it's it's a great opportunity.
0: Hmm. Um, I also think that if you don't want to come to a church, I think a lot of times uh, it's because it's not your personality or your style. Uh, I mean, I love the style of our church. I love what, but some argument will be like, well, they're just, they're not, that's not this type music I like, or I don't really connect to the preaching. And I don't, you know, I think all these are excuses, but I also think at this point in someone's life, whether they're in middle school or high school or own, you have two different types of theology i think that comes into play here you have the bibs theology and you have an apron theology uh and this is when those usually start getting formed the the apron is you put an apron on when you're getting ready to serve you know you put a bib on when somebody's going to feed you and so when you go through children's ministry and even student ministry like a lot of that is there's a bib in front of you and people are creating the style of music that you like, people are speaking at a certain level in which, like, you understand and you can relate to, and so how you relate to somebody, like, there's plenty of students that leave our student ministry because they think I cannot relate to them, or I, I don't like what they do, but there's also many that come because they're like, well, I like how we do things, and they'll relate to them better or in their world, and so that's that's a bibs theology of, like, You just constantly want to be fed, and you want somebody to feed you, and that's it. But at some point, you've got to put on the apron, and you've got to begin to serve. And so some of that is uh, you can't be 40 years old and still have a bibs theology. You can't do that. And at some point, you've got to be able to begin to put that apron on and and understand this church is not about you, and church isn't for you. It's not about you, and it's not for you. And if there's one thing that I want our students to leave, our student ministry understanding is that church is not about you. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. It is for the the king that we serve. It is to honor him. It is to rejoice in his name. It is to hold his name up high. And if all we do is create this bibs theology of like, it's just, hey, it's about you. We're feeding you we're what you want, all that kind of stuff. You will never put an apron on. You'll never do those things. And so sometimes that might be why they don't want to come is because they've never had to put the apron on. And that might be because the parent has never had to put the apron on. You know, they just constantly want something their way. And church is not about you and it's not for you. Thoughts? That's my stomach, if you can hear it on the microphone. <laughs> <Alice>. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I don't know. Um what you got?
1: Um I don't know how much it relates to that but like another thing that I find and maybe this isn't as common for students it's been a testimony in my life is that people will stop going to church if they're angry. Like I know that in my life. I at one point was so angry at the church that that's what took me away from it. You know, just being angry at the way Christians were presenting themselves, claiming to love Christ and follow him, and then acting a completely different way. And um, it, you know, my brother, this, nobody knows, my brother was jumped in the church and nothing was done. He, to this day, does not go back to church. I was so angry at, not God, but what the church was allowing. And, you know, I, I think the best thing that's ever happened is God was able to use such a bad situation and pull me back to him and remind me that you know even a church is full of flawed people yeah. and everyone including me is imperfect and we're all striving to look more Christ-like but it still is not a perfect accurate representation of his love for us and he like he is you know ultimately perfect and you know I talked about it before, but he'll never leave nor forsake. So I think that message is is one of the best things that I've ever taken away.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah, anything, man, on just, um, man, somebody not wanting to come to church, man, just a, an attitude of that of, man, I'm just not feeling it today. And, um, you know, I think sometimes people think, well, that, that attitude is just going to leave five or six years from now. I'll just, I'll just never have this attitude again. I mean, what what do you— you know, I would. I wanted, in those situations, I would honestly give it to either the parent, or looking at who's who's influencing your child in that situation of why don't you want to come to church, whether it be who are the friends, I know we mentioned in a previous podcast, who are the friends that you surround yourself with. Do they go to church? Which one do they go to? Are they? is it one that you want to go for them or do you want to go genuinely because you think they're being fed as well? Mm-hmm. Or is it, is it something maybe I don't want to start anything, but in the household, um, is there a disconnect between how you are as a parent, maybe in the house, as opposed to who you are in church that your child sees? Um, I think I a think- lot of people just felt what you just said, you know, yeah. like, hey, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, some of that might not just might just be um, and we probably kind of close with with some of this is unless somebody has something else. But is the church isn't a place where you you are just you're here to pamper yourself. And so if when the pampering stops, then like you go find somewhere else or like, you know, when you pamper yourself at a at a place like this, you might feel like, well, you know, I'm just not in it today. You know, like so I might not want to do this. Or I might want to go somewhere else because my girlfriend's over here or because my boyfriend's at this church or because my best friend's over here. They're way more fun. They play more games or this place doesn't play any games. I like to go, you know, like, you know, if it's it's just to pamper yourself, you've missed a huge, like, church is going to discipline you. Mm -hmm. And it's about how to discipline your body. It's how to discipline your mind and your soul. It's just, it's about disciplining yourself. It's not pampering. Mm -hmm. And if you are constantly just in a place that you're just getting pampered and your family, the only reason they come to the church is to get pampered and to come in and, and feel good and feel great. Well, you created an environment in your own home that says, oh, if you don't like this, that's fine. We can go somewhere else. But if you, I mean, disciplining yourself is rough. And it, it, there's moments it hurts Mm -hmm. and it's painful, but it builds so much, uh, spiritual muscle. It's so physical muscle, mental muscle. It makes you mentally tough. And now I'm going to get on a whole new rant, so I'm not going to do it. But anyway, it just, it's one of those things where like, it's not about pampering. It's about disciplining yourself. And that is not fun many times, but it is incredibly rewarding, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, If you guys, uh, anybody listening, saying, hey, I'm kind of walking through that, any topic that we talk about, we do this so that you feel like, hey, we can begin this conversation with a student team at any point. So reach out to us. Let us know, hey, what you're walking through. We want to pray with you. We also want to walk through uh, these battles and uh, these things in front of you. We want to walk with you uh, and next to you. So uh, you guys have a good one.